1: We now rejoin today's message already in progress. But the technology is there. The desire to put it in place is there. Oh, they'll tout all the benefits. You know, this will have your complete medical record on it. Uh, It'll be updated every time you go to the doctor. You don't have to do anything. All they got to do is scan your hand. They'll have complete access to your medical records. That's just step one. I remember when... uh, This direct deposit system came out with sending money to the banks. It was resisted. Nobody wanted to do that. That's the mark of the beast. Over the concept of time, it became acceptable. It was an option. Uh, When I first went in the military, it wasn't an option. And then it became an option. It was optional whether you had it or not. After several years, it became mandatory. We no longer cut. Checks, Or if you want us to give you a check, your paycheck will be like four days late because we'll just mail it to you. But if you want to sign up for a direct deposit, you can have it actually the night before. Social security was another way. It was optional and then it became mandatory. You go to get hired for a job, very few employers hand out checks now at the end of the week. Usually it's a direct deposit to the bank. See how it becomes acceptable in the sight of everyone? That's what's going to happen with this microchip. It'll become commonplace. Well, since you already have it for your medical records, we're going to make it now because, remember, 2 billion people left. There's going to be all sorts of turmoil and chaos going on. We need to control the economy. And we don't want nobody to steal your identity. So every person will receive a microchip and they'll put, you know, when you get paid, it'll go directly to your bank. You don't have to have a debit card. You don't have to go online. You just scan your hand. It's secure, right there. There you go. When you go to the grocery store, you won't have any cash on you because we don't want any counterfeit money because it's not going to be the dollar. It'll be a new worldwide currency, according to the Bible. And you just scan your hand. You get out your money. Uh, Well, you won't be able to withdraw money, but you... Go to the grocery store, scan your hand, get your groceries, go to the parts store for your car, pay your rent. All of that will be done. And it says right here, no man could buy or sell as he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. But yet the true believers at this point in time will refuse to take that mark. They will say, I'm not getting injected with this microchip. It is not going to happen. I say, well, if you don't want the microchip, then you got to have this tattoo. We'll put this barcode on you, so you can scan the barcode. I don't want the barcode either. Well, otherwise, you got to have this government ID card with this number on it, which is the number of the beast. And people will say, no, I don't want that either. And they will be a thorn in the side of the governing worldwide governing authority. These are the ones who will not be able to buy or sell. These are the ones who will not be able to go to the grocery store or buy milk for their baby. These are the ones who will not have a job because there's no way of paying them. These are the ones who will be rummaging through garbage dumps Begging for scraps. These are the ones who will do what they need to do to try to take care of their family, but will also be caught and executed, beheaded. Either refute your belief in this Christian stuff and accept Islam for what it is, or we will kill you. Those are their choices. And those who are wavering and they're not really sure, but they kind of think that you know this Christian thing with the rapture and all that might be true, the testimony of these guys, yeah that's possible. I guess I believe it. Those that waver like that will bow their knees to the God of the world. but those that refuse will be beheaded and brought into heaven. their spirit will be brought into heaven. Amen. And, you know, the, the thing is, hallelujah, that when they are brought into heaven, they're not given glorified bodies. Amen? They're not given glorified bodies like like the Christians were that were taken up into heaven. Amen? Because, We are the glorified ones. We're going to walk around in eternity in heaven. They may, you know, those that believe are going to be taken out of this earth. But they're going to give their life for it. Amen. They will be killed. They will be beheaded. And they will be brought to heaven as an offering to God. They offer their lives to God for their testimony. Amen. And, uh, these are the ones who will be crying out about uh, bring vengeance, Lord. You know, give them vengeance, and God's and the Lord tells them, just you know, be patient for a little while more because it, it's coming, but there, it's not quite done yet. Amen. I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it right now. But glory to God. Soon after that is the return of the Lord. The wedding supper of the Lamb has taken place. And it's time for Jesus to go get his bride. Amen. And as he comes back, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, things that will be taking place on the earth are all contained in the book of Revelation. We're not going to go through all of that. Amen. But, ha, we know that it's happening. And when Jesus said when he comes back riding on his horse, and we are with him, his saints are with him, innumerable in number. Amen. Innumerable. You won't be able to see or count how many. You're talking two billion people coming back as one army that can't be killed. We cannot be killed. Think about that. And at the Bema Seat in heaven, the first judgment in heaven, we are going to be given our rewards of what we have done on this earth. Amen. We will be given rewards based upon what you did. Did you do what God told you to do? You could be a teacher, but you were called to be a policeman. You could be a policeman, but you were called to be a pastor. You could be a pastor, but you were called to be an evangelist. You could be an evangelist, but you were called to be a teacher. And when you get to heaven, I mean, millions of people could have been born again because of what you did, the work you've done. But you are going to be judged by did you fulfill God's will for your life? Now, that is not saying you're going to lose your salvation says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But you are still going to be saved. But what you are going to have is no crown. Oh, you're you're in heaven. You're there. Glory to God. You're there. But there's no crown. You see, and we covered before uh, the rewards of heaven. Lay up yourself. If you missed that teaching, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. We discussed the five different types of crowns that will be given out. Amen? And you won't have a crown. Oh, you'll be saved. You'll be in heaven. But as you are walking around eternity, you'll be able to tell, oh, this person gave his life for Christ. This person won souls for the kingdom. This person did this. This person did that. You'll be able to tell by the crown. Some people will have multiple crowns. Amen. They are a soul winner and gave their life for Christ. He's got two crowns, maybe three. And all of this happens at the judgment seat of Christ. You're not judged on your sins because your sins are washed away. God says when you receive Jesus as your Savior, all of your sins are washed away. They are, he says, I will not remember your sin anymore. So at the judgment seat of Christ, after the rapture, Before the tribulation, or during the tribulation, we are not judged by any sin you committed in this earth. Because you received Jesus as your Savior. He came into your heart. The old man died. Behold, all things have become new. You are now created as a new creation, righteous in the eyes of the Father. And now, you need to fulfill your calling during the remaining time on this earth. Your reward before Jesus is going to be based upon what you did once you were saved. Amen. Those that remain on the earth are going through the tribulation. Those that go through the tribulation, there will be a remnant that are saved and killed because of their testimony. Amen. And... These that are killed, they are put on the offering, or on the altar to God, that they gave their lives for the testimony of Jesus Christ in the earth during the time of the tribulation. Amen. And these are the ones who cry out to the Lord, and he says, just be patient. Amen. And then as we return to the earth with our king, oh hallelujah as we read over in uh, eleven fifteen, that the angels of heaven shout out Now the kingdoms and nations of this earth have become the kingdoms of our Lord. Amen. Over in verse nineteen or chapter nineteen. In verse five. A voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a multitude, because there's two billion of us praising God at this point in time, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Amen. Let us be glad and rejoice, give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And after the marriage is over with, Amen? Verse 11. Chapter 19, verse 11. And heaven opens up. Oh, glory to God. His lightning shines from the east to the west. The heavens split open. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he will judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. His head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in his own blood. Dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. John chapter 1, the Word was with God. The Word was God. Nothing that was made was made without the Word of God. In the, verse 14, the Word became flesh in the form of Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Here it says, the Word of God is what his name is. And the armies, glory to God Almighty. The armies in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That's us. That's the people who believe right now and will be caught up into the rapture. Glory to God. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he would smite all the nations of the earth, and he shall rule them with a rod of Iron. This is not. It's the same Jesus. We already seen that back in Acts chapter one. This same Jesus. It's the same Jesus, but he is not coming as a little lamb. He's coming this time as the lion, to tear, to devour, to conquer. He is coming. Out of his mouth will be a sharp sword that with it he smite the nations. And he'll rule them with a rod of iron. And he will tread the winepress. Get this next part. Of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And on his vesture and on his thigh is a name written, King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the point in time when the wrath of God is poured out. During the seven years of tribulation, various trumpets, bowls, and vials are poured out. Just vials, bowls, and trumpets are poured out. 21 judgments of God, each one intensifying in nature. As a warning, as a warning to the inhabitants of the earth, the wrath of God is not something you want to play with. There have been down through history various uh, societies that worshiped other gods, the Aztecs and you know the Egyptians and Greeks, Romans. you know they all had Zeus and the Sun God and, and all of that. What was the main, primary, uh, concentric similarity between all of them? That their gods would get angry with people. And their gods were the ones responsible for droughts and famines and floods and earthquakes and uh, solar eclipses and things like that. And that they would have to offer sacrifices to appease their god. For their God was angry with them. Often resulting in the death of virgins or babies or animals or whatever. They would make offerings to stop the wrath of their God from coming upon the people. And if they did not offer the required offerings, they were afraid that the wrath of their God would destroy them. Folks, folks, Our God, our Heavenly Father, will pour out His wrath upon this earth for all those who reject His rule, that reject Him. No man ever born from Adam until now with the exception of Jesus is worthy to stand in his presence. We're not even worthy to kneel in his presence. We are deserving of eternal hell, eternal damnation. Jesus taught about the rich man and Lazarus. rich man fares sumptuously all day, you know, every day, and Lazarus... You know, struggled to get scraps from the rich man's table and had sores on his body. He was sick all the time. Dogs came and licked his wounds. Both died. According to the scriptures, it looks like the same day. They buried the rich man, but Lazarus was escorted by angels into the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man, looking up, seeing Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham or in paradise with Abraham, and calling, Father Abraham, I'm in torment here. Please send Lazarus to just dip his finger and put it a, a just a drop of cool water on my tongue for I am in torment. I want you to see something. The rich man his body is buried. His body's in the dirt. But yet in hell he's being tormented. He has feelings. He has eyes. He can see. He can see Abraham afar off. He has a voice to speak. He can call out. As a matter of fact, he starts arguing with Abraham. He can hear because Abraham responds. All of his senses are not just intact, but they are intensified. Amen. There's no limit to his senses. That means the pain of the torment is so overwhelming and constant, he can never get used to it. Lazarus, on the other hand, is protected from all of that. The wrath of God is nothing to be played with. And when Jesus returns, he is not coming as the loving, kind king that the four gospels make him out to be. That was his first time when he came in love. And since he came in love the first time, it was to give everyone an opportunity to receive his love. To believe in what he taught. To believe that he offered himself on the sacrifice and altar of God, spilling his own blood so you would not have to spill yours. He went to hell. He suffered in torment three days and three nights, scripture says. He suffered. I've taught before as we get ready to close about what I believe. He did not suffer just physically or emotionally, but he suffered spiritually. That he just, I I see, I had this vision where I seen him just standing there refusing to bow to Satan. Satan and all his demons telling him, you lost, I beat you, I won. Now bow before me. And he refused to bow. And all the demons of hell tried to pile on to get him to bow. But they could not do it. That's triumphing over them in it. In hell. And that he actually made Satan bow before him embarrassing Satan tremendously. And when that happened, God rose him from the dead. Amen. He raised him up from the dead in total victory. And that's why Satan is so angry. But I'm telling you folks right now, if you miss the rapture, you will have your one last opportunity to receive Jesus and believe on him the holy spirit will be gone from the earth you got the two angels after they die the, the i mean the two prophets after they die and are ascended and raised again and sent up to heaven you have an angel flying through the atmosphere declaring the gospel some people will hear some people will accept it and believe it these are the ones who refuse to take the mark of the beast? These are the ones who the government authorities at that time will kill to get them out of the population. These are the ones who will see that in the scriptures talk about under the altar of God that were beheaded for the testimony of Jesus Christ. These are the ones, and there won't be many. There won't be many. It's called a remnant. We just read. Everyone else on this earth will be subject to the true king of kings and lord of lords who will rule with a rod of iron. There will be no mercy in his kingdom. You step out of line, you're going to get whacked. And those who are the believers right now caught up in the rapture will be given rewards. Jesus made teachings and he taught over and over. He said, you have been faithful over these things. I will make you ruler over two cities, three cities, five cities, one city, whatever. We will rule and reign with him, it says. And we will also have the same power he does to rule with a rod of iron. For 1,000 years, there will be f- peace enforced upon this earth. Amen. There'll be no wars. But then the Bible says in the last days Satan is loosed for just a little time. And that's where those who still refuse to give themselves completely to Christ. And those who've been born in the earth during that thousand years will have an opportunity to continue to speak their faith in Christ's rule or to follow the devil, they will have an opportunity to believe either way. Those that follow the devil is into the battle of Armageddon at which point in time it's all over. As they come against Jerusalem, Jesus defeats them forever. And then the judgment seat of God begins. And whoever is not found written with their name written in the Lamb's book of life are cast forever into the lake of fire. Amen. And that's it. It's all over with after that. Amen. And verse 21 says at that time will be the heavenly Jerusalem coming down from heaven. And God and Revelation 21 verse 4, God shall wipe away all tears from the people's eyes. There'll be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, nor will there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. I believe God wipes away the memories of all those we've lost. All of our loved ones, all of our friends, he just wipes them completely away from our memory, because that's why there's no more crying. He that overcomes, verse 7, shall inherit all things. I will be his God, he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. Folks, we are at the threshold as we started the broadcast with. We are there right now. We are at that threshold so close. We can see everything that's taking place. It's all lining up with the word of God. Those that accept Jesus as their Savior right now, before he goes across that threshold, will not have to endure the wrath of God being poured out in those 21 judgments. You will be taken to heaven and escape it all. Does that sound like something you would like to do? If you've never received Jesus as your Savior, or if you did and you've run away from him and you want to recommit your life right now, I ask you to pray this prayer with me and believe it with all your heart. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for turning against you and running the other way. I repent of that. And now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and take over my life. Be the Lord of my life. Create in me this new man, one righteous in the eyes of the Father. So it will be I and you, you and me, and we together with the Father in eternal life forever. And I pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org. Glory to God. That's all the time we have. If you need to contact me, go to our website, ftfm.org. Use the contact form there. Till next time, this is Pastor Robert Taylor reminding you, God loves you, we love you, and greater is he that's in you than he that's in this earth. You
0: have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's FTFM.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God.